Hello and welcome to this week's edition of This Club Is My Club, right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. I'm your host Cockers and shortly we'll be bringing you reaction to FC United's match at Morpeth Town from Saturday. But before that, it's now time for this week's club news. And we start the news this week in winning ways as FC United have progressed through to the semi-finals of the Under-19s National League Alliance League Cup following a brilliant 3-0 win over Newcastle Benfield last week with goals coming from Canning, Wilson and Akidiashi. And speaking of cups, a big congratulations to the women's team who overcame the holders in the semi-finals of the Manchester Challenge Cup on Sunday with a hard-fought 1-0 win over Cheadle Town. Play forward to Richie. Richie shields it, plays it into midfield where Walton is. Walton's challenge, Ford on the second ball. Great through ball there by Ford to find Kershaw. Kershaw, right inside of the penalty area. Cross comes in. Oh, it's into the top corner. Kershaw opening the scoring. Linford there on the stretch, got a hand to it. Whether that diverted into the net, I'm not sure because that was a great ball from Ford to find Kershaw. The cross came in. And whatever the case, into the top corner it goes and FC United take the leader in this cup semi-final. Ahmed now down the right-hand side. Ruddock, first-time ball over the top towards Dunlop. Dunlop wins the ball back and could go for a shot on goal. Well saved by Sophie Donald. Down to her right, palms it. Wide of the post. It's going to be a free kick. Two plays in the wall. Here comes the free kick now. Over it comes towards the back post. It hits the bar, in fact, and goes out of play. For a goal kick, that's the closest Cheadle have come. Reeves, good strength from FC United's captain. And now played forward there by Richie. Reeves chasing it. The clearance hits Reeves. Reeves gets to it, feeds that ball through. Lawrence here, an opportunity right on half-time. Lawrence inside the penalty area. Lawrence again. Oh, just wide of the post. But it's going to be a free kick to Cheadle Town. Four players in the wall. And it looks like it might be Coe on a right foot. It is ideal for a right foot to this one. In it comes, it's a great shot and goal, great save by the goalkeeper, hits the post and there on the rebound was Dunlop and there on the rebound was Sophie Donald, brilliant goalkeeping. It's going to be a corner from Cheadle's right-hand side again, Coe to take, in it comes, it's another shallow one, again cleared this time by Reeves, there's Plant on the ball, back out to the right-hand side, back in field to John, John from the corner of the penalty area, goes for goal, what a fantastic gather from Sophie Donald. One arm, down to her right. That was brilliant goalkeeping, once again, from Sophie Donald. Now out to this near touchline. McAllister plays that ball out to the left-back. And that's drilled forward, looking for the runner Dunlop there. Donald has to get to that surely. Donald, oh, and Donald got enough on that, I thought. Oh, no, referee! I mean, Donald hesitated, but clearly got enough of that ball to take the ball away from the goal. And that is not a penalty. Donald did delay, but she got enough of that ball. But, according to the referee, it is. And he's the most important person in the decision-making process, obviously. And it's going to be a penalty to Cheadle. Cheadle Town with an opportunity here to draw the scores level. Donald saves it and cleared by Ford. Corner ball to Cheadle from their right-hand side. Coe, one hand in the air, cross comes in, swung outwards, header one, palmed onto the bar by Sophie Donald. Is it going to get cleared? Eventually it does by Richie, but Donald there palming the ball onto the bar. That's uh, twice now Cheadle have hit the woodwork in the second half. It's going to be a throw-in though to Cheadle. 
Cheadle in a hurry. Throwing taken. Left hand side of SC United's penalty area. Here's John. John could cross this ball in. Oh my goodness me. We're right behind that on the balcony and that went wide of the post, but only just. It would have been almost a carbon copy of FC United's first goal, to be honest, if it had gone in. But uh, the score remains 1-0 to FC United. The referee is looking at his watch again. It's going to be a goal kick to FC. Was that Cheadle's last chance? We're now into the fourth minute of added time. Donald with this goal kick. Flicked on by Ford towards Wilding, but cleared. Ford plays it forward again, and Lawrence is onside. Lawrence is through, one-on-one. Lawrence goes for goal, saved by the goalkeeper. And that is full time. And what a victory for FC United. One goal to nil through to the final of the Manchester FA Challenge Cup. Remarkable performance from FC United. And I don't need to open it up to a poll. I think player of the match is Sophie Donald by a country mile. Some fantastic saves, particularly in that second half. A penalty save as well, one of them. Um, a fantastic performance. I think the best performance Sophie Donald has put in in an SC United green jersey. Fantastic display from the SC goalkeeper. We go all the way back, though, eight minutes into the game for when SC United got that all-important goal in this semi-final. It came the way of Kershaw, a great through ball to find Kershaw. She then looped the ball in towards the back post area. The goalkeeper saved it, however... Did that save deflect it into the net? We're not sure, but whatever the case, it went into the top corner on the far post. That was the goal, and that was really, barring a few chances from Lawrence, the only chance SC United had, really. The rest of the time, it's been all one-way traffic. Cheadle been banging on the door, hit the woodwork twice, but Cheadle come up against Sophie Donald this afternoon, and that's been the difference, I think, as well as that Kershaw goal eight minutes into the game. FC United through to the final, where they'll take on Mancunian Unity. I'm going to go down to the pitch. I'm going to try and get a word with Jenny Swarbrick after this 1-0 win. Well, welcome back to Women's Team Live, and uh, we're pitch side now, and I'm joined now by the Women's Team Manager, Jenny Swarbrick. Congratulations. Gutsy performance, to say the least. We knew Cheetah were going to be difficult opponents, but you must be so proud of that performance we've seen this afternoon. Yeah, of course, yeah. I think um, it wasn't it wasn't pretty football. It was an ugly game. Um, it was very much, we were under the cosh a lot. They were playing very direct, trying to get the runners in behind. They were loading the top line, but we'd set up for it this week. We'd said that, you know, the formation that they were playing. Um, I thought the back line played very, very well. Um, I'm just going to give a bit of an applaud to Shauna and, and um, yes. also Sophie as well. I thought they played outstanding today. Again, they've been brilliant all season for us. But um, we set up well defensively and we've talked about the resilience to go again, go again, go again. You know, we know we're not the best team on the ball and we're working hard at training to improve that. But we've become really solid recently with, with defending. And, you know, today we've managed to see out the 90 minutes without conceding. And that's a that's a massive positive. So I'm, I'm really proud of the team and every single one of them that was that was part of it today was fantastic. Yeah, uh, I know you measure all this, but the amount of running they must have done your team this afternoon, it must be off the charts. They've worked so hard. However, I think it's a given who the player of the match of this game is. I've been watching the women's team for a number of years now. Uh, that's Sophie Donald's best performance, I think. Some of the saves. Well, she there was a controversial penalty, yes. personally, from the angle that I was stood at. It, you it, could see a right foot goes yeah. out and, and she gets the ball and it clearly goes off in that direction. 
you know, some, some keepers, some players could react negatively to that, but she doesn't. You know, she picked herself up, was really, really focused and made a fantastic, outstanding save. You know, that's Sophie through and through. So dead proud of her for that. Really, really pleased. Um, just going back to that running stats, I will actually say we don't have GPS units. And it's something that we're, we're looking no, just at. Just take my word for it. But yeah. I would like us to have that because <laughs> yes. games like this will show how hard players work. Sometimes they come off the pitch feeling tired, but, you know, when you actually get those stats, it does does prove it. So, um, but yeah, they've, they've all worked really really hard today given 100% and I'm proud of them um, you mentioned um, the defence and they've come up against Dunlop um, and we all know how good John is as well she finds pockets of space all over the place this Cheadle Town team will be in, in in our division next year can't take for granted though how well we've defended today it's, it has been one way most of the time yeah and if you look at it in terms of league standings um, I was saying like this is playing kind of the equivalent to the bottom of our league that are uh, that are on the up because they've won so many games this season um, so it's not because there's nothing between us um, and it shows once again you know we played them in the FA Cup and had to beat them on penalties and they took it to the wire again today and you know it, it was a lucky goal that we got and I said that to the girls at half time I said I was going to ask you that did she not mean it? <laughs> no well the keeper put it in, yeah. in in my opinion however I think the build up play to it I thought Paris yeah, played a fantastic ball out wide uh, Izzy did in the overlap which we'd been working on got a good cross in but yeah, I think I think we've we're a team that are working hard defensively to try and say, look, if we stop conceding goals, we'll give ourselves the best chance of winning, and that's what's shown today. You know, it only takes one chance. We didn't, we could have scored more. I mean, Naomi got I was in the line quite a, a lot. I was going to mention Lawrence because you you mentioned Lawrence uh, in the post match uh, the last time we spoke, um, just about converting that form from university football into this. This has actually been her best performance, I think, yes. as well. Yeah. Uh, a free. Re- Good chances. Um, the last one being best one, I think. But when she gets that goal, you can see that there'll be an avalanche straight after it. Apologies for the Man United analogy, but she's our Hoyland. You know, we know that she's got goals in her. We know that um, she's a she's a fantastic young player, um, and I've got full faith in her. And I've said this to her that she will um, she will come good. She's just got to find that breakthrough. And when the breakthrough comes, she'll score goal after goal. I believe you know she scored again in a semi final for Uni this week. She scored seven last week. She knows how to score goals. She's just finding her feet at this level, I think, and it, and it will come good. And I've got full faith. So Mancunian Unity awaits in the final. We can tick that off now. We've got a, a nice showpiece to come this season. Back to the bread and butter, though, isn't it? And fitting in these games that we've had to move around in, in the last couple of weeks or so. Yeah, well, there's two things to that. Um, so number one is the final will be here at Broadhurst Park. I don't know if you was aware of that. So we said I've not told the players yet, but you know that's something fantastic for us and a great advantage. And secondly, our target this season we've set ourselves is to win the county cup and to avoid relegation. That would be an outstanding result for us this season and one that I do believe that we will get. So um, there's a lot still to play for. We do need to fit in a few games yeah. now. Uh, we've given the pitch a, a nice bit of rest, which was needed. Uh, I'm sure Andy, the groundsman, will get on the pitch this week and work hard. And um, when we get back on playing on it, we'll, we'll do a good job and we'll be trying to find those three points from somewhere. Well, uh, blustery conditions there, but brilliant performance today, Jenny. Congratulations uh, on this victory through to the County Cup final. And uh, we'll catch up again very soon. Thank you very much. Women's team manager Jenny Swarbrick there speaking after that semi-final win over Cheadle Town. 
In other news, and the club have announced that the men's league game between FC United and Baseford United on the 23rd of March will be the club's M9 and M40 Community Day, where 1,000 local residents of the M9 and M40 postcodes will be able to watch the game for free that afternoon. So if you're a local resident and want to attend the league game on the 23rd of March, please visit www.fc-utd.co.uk for more details. And finally, for this week's news, FC United's men's team on Saturday travelled to the North East to take on Morpeth Town. And before kick-off, Ben caught up with FC United manager Neil Reynolds. Well, Neil, big thank you for joining us. And uh, obviously the last time we spoke, it was after an abandoned game. <laughs> so how's, how's training been this week after the Rylands match last week? Ben, training's been always electric throughout the season, even when we've, things have gone against us. But the last few weeks, you know, Gainsborough, Radcliffe, the game in the European game, the Warrington rounds, we're taking so much positives from it and, and it just enables us to go into training with a bounce. So, you know, things are going well. Uh, tra- like I said, training's been brilliant this week. Lads are ready, but we know we've got another difficult game like every game is in the NPL. The good news is, is that I don't think there's any chance that this match will be abandoned today because of rain, first because of the pitch, but also because it's nice and sunny today. So what's your thinking today about team selection? You say about not being abandoned, days have gone to Geyser last week, it was a floodlight failure, so you're just like, you know, boring floodlights, yeah. you know, no, we love coming to Morpeth, great people, you know, as soon as I went into the clubhouse and say, you know, they like welcoming FC United, you know, we've got a good relationship with two of the two teams, Nick Ballardo's here, obviously, yeah. and I helped out Craig, the, the, the manager at Morpeth, to, to get it over the line, so, you know, we're looking forward to a game, but we've got to, we've got to apply our, our game, uh, and when we look at the team today, on a 3G, 4G pitch, whatever you want to call it. You know, we're looking to see if we can get the ball down and play and then maybe stretch, stretch it at the top end of the pitch. And with no, you know, with no Buckley today, you know, people look at it, people look at this. We're five out of our first 11 missing. And mm-hmm. you look at the pace at the top end with Buckley out, Gavin on out, Fitzmartin out, Donahue in behind, Curtis Jones out. Some exceptional players. So we've got to try and replace that real quality with, with other elements. And today we're going with a lot of pace, especially at the top end of the pitch. We saw that, didn't we, in the second half last week? Well, the 15 minutes we had of the second half, that even with Buckley off the pitch, we, we still had a bit of threat. And I think when we when we introduced young Maxi, a Lewis Gilboy, you know, that, that gave us another, kind of another solution to a problem. And that's what we're going to link up with today. You know, we're going to try and unload Gilboy and Maxi at the top end of the pitch with Bennett just in behind. You then have that, that screen of Charlie Munro and, and Griffiths and then allowing your two wing-backs of, uh, you know, young Joe Ferguson who, who played on a bit of a swamp, if you will, but he, his game is he's going forward and yeah. Guy Hall on the other side, which then allows you three centre-halves of Oliver Lafferty and, and Jan to try and get on the ball. So we're full of pace, we're full of endeavour, we'll get the ball down and play, we'll have to match them. You know, we knew that when, when we got on the front foot here earlier on the season, we... we we kind of got on a canter and we scored four, but then the week after when they came to us, we, we didn't do the same and, and they put five past us. So we know it's going to be difficult, but we've, we've got an attacking side out today. And then you look at the bench, there's loads of options on the bench today. On, on a positive, Ben, you know, I've just rounded off five lads that, that are out injured. Yeah. Curtis Jones, he's, he's, he was touching goal today, so could be return next week. Gabbard on full training on Thursday, so could return next week. You know, Jay's doing a lot of work uh, behind the scenes. Donahue is, is, obviously, is obviously the long-term one. Uh, and Buckley's going to be, you know, maybe two or three weeks. So, but we've got loads of quality, and that's what we've been trying to get. So, we're coming here, here today. We've set ourselves a target between now and the end of the season what we can win. This is a this is a target today to, yeah. to win the game. But we know that, you know, we're going to have to have a little bit of fortune. But we're going to have to play really well. Without going into the specifics of your target, I, I'm imagining what the the hope is now. Obviously, the Phoenix Trophy is one thing, but 
to end the season well. I mean, today we will a win will see us leapfrog over Morpeth, and it's to get as close to that playoff line as we can now. I imagine playoffs and promotion. That's the target. <laughs> yeah. so, no, listen, we, yeah. we know that we've had our challenges this season, but you know, with thirteen, these are fourteen league games to go. You know, can we win fifty percent of them? You know, can we pull a couple of draws along the way as well? Can we finish really strong? You know, can we get to that magic fifty point mark? You know, and, and that's that's got to be our target. But I think with the quality we've got in that squad now, the, the work that we're doing on the training field, there's no reason why we can't. But mentally, you know, and, and down to the players as well, individually, can they prepare themselves to be ready? There's no point just performing well against Radcliffe and Warrington Rylands. You've got to do it across the course of a season and at times this season we've let ourselves down without things being different off the field. You know, they get the same diet, the same training regime. So we're looking for players to step up now, you know, and show that show that mentally they're ready. But this group are and I'm sure that we'll come here today and put on a good performance. Well, Neil, big thank you for joining us pre-match and uh, all the best this afternoon. Brilliant. Cheers, Ben. Neil Reynolds there speaking to me about half an hour or so ago and uh, we will be hearing from Stato Paul in a second but making a cameo appearance right at the start of the show this week it's a big welcome back to Woodzo. where have you been? Word up yeah you got an there cameo word up looking forward to this one today? yeah I mean I think listening to what Neil just said there he's right you know we, we, we had certainly a very good 45-50 minutes here last time in the uh, in the trophy, followed by a week or so later, an absolutely diabolical <laughs> performance. Um, I actually thought, and I, and I did say to Neil at the time, at the home game after that one, so I'll say, I, I don't mind saying it now, I actually think he got, he got out managed in that Morpeth home game because Morpeth's manager had done his work it was, after that after this game here. Settled, and then, no, I, I can't remember, but it, it was like we we didn't set up the same, but it was similar, and they Craig, Craig it Lynch had, had prepared them for that. Correct. And they defended really well Correct. in that league yeah. game. It's nice to be on a pitch, isn't it, where you, you kind of roughly know what it's going to do, unlike yes. last week. <laughs> well, there is, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, the referee called it right last oh, week. Oh, yeah, definitely. At, at that yeah. point. Uh, a ref can't win, because if he calls it off, he, got booed, he gets booed. He got booed mainly. <laughs> From from our fans because we were on top at that point. Yes, but uh, you know what's going to happen as soon as one team yeah scores or a player gets and an injury. I think Paul mentioned the other teams in the rear all the time. I, so I think Paul mentioned this last week. It would have been a farcical goal as well. It so. would have been probably a farcical um, goal. So he did he did the right thing. And I spoke to um, one of the Radcliffe managers this week, and obviously they played across Heaton Park, and they were very very close to calling that game off as well. The own last week, yeah, yeah. Uh, against Marine and. I think their match was a bit further on than ours was. We had a medical emergency, didn't we? Of course, Which yeah. I think you forget added, about that, yeah. Added yeah. to the referees thinking maybe, yes, maybe. we should call this a day. Um, right, Cole. But it was. It was another good performance from SC United. We played well. That, for we, we, start, we, we started well, and then they got probably just on top. But then that spell, possibly just after half time, after we'd done our chat, we were saying, I thought this is looking a bit ominous. They, they were looking quite, quite decent. But then after that, it was all around their box and yeah. it was pinging in yeah. and, and, and another thing as well is I did notice just before the ref called off their goalkeeper came over and made a point of giving his he gloves a, a good wipe he wanted a towel uh, wanted a towel so maybe he was thinking he was saying he was subconscious to the ref come on we're, we're, we're under a bit of a bombardment well, here the, and the, the, <laughs> I mean we covered all this last week it was abandoned because of the goalkeeper because he had a back pass and it didn't roll to him properly it didn't that's a good yeah, point I and, uh, oh, was right thing yeah, so I'm just, so, I'm, it was just, it just yeah. amusing that we were getting on top now, and the keeper decided to have a little bit of a break in play which was frustrating but we did play well yes, now we are going to we are going to give you team news in a second we'll be here for Statel Paul with some uh, interesting uh, stats about today's match 
match and today's I'll opponent. give you a stat about today's match. Uh, Nick Villado for a goal, nailed on, if not nailed three. Nailed on, yes, absolutely. Probably. Um, this is mid-table. Mid-table fair. Fair, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Big it time, is. this one. Um, th- oh, there's, there's about six sides separated by about two points in mid-table. Nowhere near the relegation places. Unfortunately, nowhere near the playoff line either. No, yeah, I liked this... you were both talking that up on the, on the yeah. interview. Well, there, I, yeah. I didn't know whether to laugh or he was being serious. <laughs> I think he was. I think he was half tongue in cheek. Yeah, but a little bit. I think it's just about ending the season in a positive way, isn't it? You, you've got to win as many games as we can. Do you know? We've, we've got another chance against Ireland, and they, might be, they may still be managerless by then, or have a new manager. So that could be interesting. Um, you know, you look at the fixtures, and you know we've, we've got Mac away. That's probably the, the awkwardest one of the lot, to be honest with you. In terms, you know, on paper, mm-hmm. but of course, you know, as a, you, you, you're not going to like what I'm going to say now because you, you banned me, I think, from saying it. But it depends if you what, say it depends which right. FC no, no, turns no, no, up. No, no. Just said it, tough. Just before you go, what are you genuinely expecting today with with a bit more? I'd like to. I, I think if we can play like we did in the in the, in the trophy game here, yeah, then you know, because I mean, we had a quiet second half that day, but the game would have been won. If, that'd be quite nice. I mean. If, if they water the pitch between now and kick-off, like, like they did that day... I believe they're not going to, they're not going he's to been be. chucking it down all week. Oh, that's a good point. It might be already wet. The team he's picked, I know you've not gone through it yet, but the team he's picked is geared to this type of pitch. So I'm I'm quietly confident, but, you know, I'm quietly confident most weeks, and then within 15 minutes, sometimes he's gone out the window, on it? <laughs> well, Woodso, fingers crossed for today. Uh, but, uh, thank you for joining us. No problem. And, uh, see you soon. That was Woodso uh, joining us there for a little pre-match chat, uh, but we're now joined by Stato Paul. Welcome back, Paul. How Good are afternoon. you? How Excellent. are you? Excellent. Yeah. I've managed to get the sun back out for you. It's, yes. Normally, what we do, we we um, set up. We're, one, we're in this kind of cabin on stilts, aren't we? Just by the corner yeah. flag, and uh, we normally set up the gear inside the cabin because it's normally raining here. Let's be honest. When we get here, but today cloudy but sunny mainly, and I've gone. You know what? We're going to set up outside. I'm going to be bold. We've got no cover, so if it does rain, we're in big trouble, Paul. We'll but be... it's towards the end of the season, and we, and we might be due a, a round of donations anyway. So who cares? We'll be running. In, <laughs> we'll be running into the enchanted forest. I think if it rains. Yes, uh, but uh, the last time we were here, Paul, it was uh, well, it was one of the performances of the season. I think it was, and I think the key to that was we, we played a great counter-attack game, and I think the team today has been picked very much in the same style. Without Buckley, we've got to play the ball on the ground more and, and get down the flanks and fire crosses in, I think. How telling is it as well? Because me and you commentated on that game, as we do nowadays in the North East for away matches. There's only a, a couple, a few players who played in that game. That, that goes well, to show you the, let's call it the evolution that we've, we've gone through since Christmas and before Christmas. Uh, looking at the team sheet, looking at the FC selection today and the bench, I would say it looks, I don't want to put the mockers on it, but it looks like a good team selection, mm-hmm. even without Buckley. Yeah, but just like Neil mentioned though in his interview, it's not just we're missing Buckley, missing Gabadon, missing Fitzmartin, Donahue. missing Donahue, missing Jones. Yeah. So when you look at us in the li- where we are in the league table, it's half the side there, and those are yeah. those are players who would start or be close to starting certainly. So it has been a tough year. I, mean, I, I know what I just said then to Woodsell about this being mid-table fair, but it's just never got going this season, has it? And and that. I think that's the main reason. Yeah, I think we've not had consistent team selection and that's affected results to a degree and performances. We've got to say that on the road this season, generally, we've been disappointing and that's been kind. Some away performances have been shockers. But thankfully, 
the last time we came here, it was a good performance. And now we're playing the best of three with Morpeth, winner takes all. And then that's that was what I was going to say. Obviously, the the league game, uh, the corresponding fixture back, back at Broaders Park. Mm. Unfortunately, and I think it is a bit unfortunately, it came a, a couple of weeks or so, or a week or so after that FA Trophy Too game. Too soon. Too soon. And Craig Lynch, the manager of Morpeth, set up really well at Broaders Park and was ready for us in they, the league They basically game. did what we did to them here. Yes. Um, but, I mean, Morpeth have only won one of their last six home games, interestingly. So they're not firing on all cylinders at home. They had a spell, didn't they, where it looked like they might join the, the playoff race. Yeah. But that's that's faded, hasn't it, in, in recent weeks, unfortunately. No. I would probably guess that injuries have played a part in their season as well. And Andrew Johnson, their main man, is on the bench today. So, But even Johnson came off the bench at Broadhurst and scored the fifth goal. So even on the bench is a threat. But, um, yeah, I mean, you look at the FC team uh, more than the Morpeth team and, you know, it, it kind of screams, why don't we win this game? Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, obviously, speaking of nice, the pitch today is a lot nicer than Broadhurst Park was last week. Um, we understand that the Rylands game will now take place on Tuesday, the 5th of March at Broadhurst Park, 7.45 kickoff. Uh, there is also going to be a discounted entry price uh, on the gate as well for that game on Tuesday, the 5th of March. Um, but... The surface here, I mean, when you look at players like Joe Ferguson, who made his debut last week on that Broaders Park pitch and played really well, I'm, I'm anticipating him having a, an even better game today. A nice surface, nice dry surface, well, dry-ish, considering the rain they've had. No blemishes on it, great opportunity for him to bomb down the right-hand side and uh, show us what he can do. Let me give you uh, the rest of the starting 11 then for FC United. Uh, Murray Jones remains in goal. Uh, Ferguson and Hall will be the full-backs. Uh, we're playing three at the back again. Dan Lafferty, who retains the captain's armband. Uh, well, actually, Charlie Oliver was the captain last week. Or was it Griffiths? I can never remember. It was Griffiths last <laughs> the week. The rotating door. Yeah, it was Griffiths last week. Was it? And then Charlie over the week before. Yeah. And then it was Lafferty the week before that. Lafferty's got the armband back uh, this week. Um, Must have been arm wrestling on the that's bus. That's a good memory, though, if that's correct from me. Up front, we've got Woodcock and Gilboy. They'll be supported by Bennett. And in midfield, it'll be Munro and Griffiths. It's an interesting uh, lineup for Messi United. It is attacking. It relies a lot, I think, on the, the wing backs. But up front, it looks like we're, we're a bit pacey with Woodcock and Gilboy. Yeah, I think what we have to do is resist Morpeth from the set pieces because they've got big lads up yes. front. If we can be resolute when we're defending and break at pace, I think we might get some joy again this afternoon. Substitute for United, uh, Trevor Bryan, uh, DJ Wilden, substitute goalkeeper, Deck McLaughlin, uh, Keelan Swales, who we last saw in the Phoenix Trophy, had a good game there against Vinsky a couple of Tuesdays ago. And Charlie Ennis is back on the bench. I think everyone was a bit worried that that was his season done. He's had a scan. But it looks like he's, it's kind of mended itself over the last couple of weeks or so. So back on the bench today, which is a welcome sign because he's had a good season, Charlie Ennis, I think. Now, Paul, tell us about Morpeth. What was, should we be looking well, out for today? The two points and two places ahead of us. So they've had a pretty similar season. A win today for Morpeth obviously pushes them above a number of places. But obviously the same applies to FC. They are bottom of the fair play table. 98 yellows and two reds. So read into that what you will. They, have they had bad refs or have they been uh, naughty? 
what do we always say, Paul? Stats don't lie. Mm. First 11 then for Morpeth Town today. It's Lawson, Woonwell, Reed, Dowling, Henderson as captain, King, Foley, Barlow, Hodgson, John and Nick Bellardo. Destined to score today, I think it's a given. Uh, but uh, Jack Foley as well, we, we've commentated we, on numerous times. We know how dangerous he is. We've admired him for a, for a few seasons now, uh, particularly when we come here. They've got threats in, in, in various areas, uh, Morpeth, but you have to be strong on the set pieces, as I've said, and don't overcommit, because if you do overcommit, they've got a bit of pace themselves. Uh, substitutes for Morpeth Town, uh, Donaldson, uh, Andrew Johnson, uh, the leading goal scorer, Griggs, Steeles and Boyd. Um, and it's, it's interesting, isn't it, Paul, because I, me- I mentioned Morpeth were looking like they might, they had an outside chance of getting towards the playoff line, but for teams like ourselves, Gainsborough, Bamber Bridge, Morpeth, Workington, it's not got going this year, has it, really? And, well, and we're all together, aren't we? Separated by about two points the in light, the middle of the table. The lights went out on them um, on and off the pitch um, at Geisley last yeah, week. Yeah, 4-1 they got beat, didn't they? Um, never more. With a floodlight failure thrown in. So, um, yeah, it's um, they, they, they're not on a great run at the moment. So I would say confidence is a bit fragile. But then again, we say that about FC away from home quite often. Well... Let's hand over now to your expert commentary team for this afternoon's game. This is SC United taking on Morpeth Town here from Craig Park on SC Live, brought to you by ConstructedCoding.com and you lovely people, the Armchair Armour. And here is indeed your expert commentary team of Stato Paul. But first, me. Header won there by Henderson. But here's Guy Hall now. Guy Hall checks inside. Gilboy to Bennett. Bennett dead centre, goes for goal. That's a great strike off the bar. FC United really unlucky there. Fantastic effort from Aaron Bennett. Well, throwing two Morpeth down the line. Header won by Lafferty. Back into Morpeth territory. Cleared again, but Oliver gets to it. Oliver. Ball is met by Woonwell. First time ball over the top. And I think Foley might get to this. Oh, Jan Palinka's got to it. And then Foley chased it. And unfortunately, Murray Jones was kind of already on his way to fouling Foley. And yeah, it's I'm a not bit really sure he had to do that. No, it's a bit... I think it probably was a penalty, if the truth be known. It was just very clumsy. After such a great challenge from Jan Palinkas, it caught Murray Jones out a little bit. And Foley was the first to react. And it's a penalty. Sam Hodgson. For the home side now. Steps up. Oh, and Murray Jones did guess the right way, but plenty of power from Sam Hodgson. And on 19 minutes, Morpeth Town take the lead. Lafferty out to the left-hand side to Palinkas. Jan Palinkas under pressure. And again, Foley having a little go at him there off the ball, which uh, the referee is letting go at the moment. Cleared by Murray Jones. Long ball played over the top. Header one by Henderson. Bennett gets to it. Cleared again by Morpeth. Griffiths gets his head on it. Here's Guy Hall now. Guy Hall loses out to Dowling and then fouls him. No, play continues. Guy Hall feeds that ball through here to Gilboy. Gilboy goes down and uh, the referee has gone with simulation, unfortunately, for, for Gilboy. I, I didn't didn't think he'd dive there. Did you? I, I don't understand why he, he would have dived. I thought there was contact. I don't know whether it was worthy of a penalty but it was contact in the box Will Dowling to take this another crossing opportunity for Morpeth Town from the right hand side in it comes towards the near post header won by Griffiths Barlow's there though plays it straight into the penalty area and that's uh, caught there oh, oh my goodness he's given a penalty has he? Paul I, I, I'm trying to work out why well he's given a penalty the ball was played over the top towards Murray Jones caught it but the referee has spotted a push there Paul between two of the outfield players. 
Lafferty went up with him, I think, didn't he? Yeah, the, obviously the referee's a lot closer to it than we are. And but There's a yellow card being shown to Lafferty, I think. We're miles away from that penalty area, unfortunately, so we can't really comment on the merits of that penalty shout, which confused a few people. And uh, got, Players have gone to the assistant, but he's not going to say anything very much, I think. Well, the last penalty went to Murray Jones' right, and Murray Jones did guess the right way. There was too much power in the penalty. We wait and see which way Hodgson goes this time round. Sam Hodgson from the spot. He goes the same way down to Murray Jones's right. Once again, Murray Jones did guess the right way, but no stopping that one. And Morpeth have now gone 2-0 up. Back in field to Griffiths. Finds Bennett. Bennett to Munro. Munro lining up a shot from distance. Goes for goal. Oh, and I tell you what, Lawson, he reacted to that late. But what a reaction. Palmed it onto the bar. FC United hitting the woodwork twice in this opening 45 minutes now. Plinkus covering. Plinkus plays it back to Murray Jones. Murray Jones takes a touch. Not the wisest of moves, but uh, does get the ball cleared eventually. But it's straight to Morpeth now in midfield. Munro putting the challenge in on Barlow. Wombwell. And Hodgson, nice layoff to the right-hand side to Foley. Foley looking to get the better of Palinkas. Foley, uh, that's a foul. Oh, no, and that's a controversial... This is going to be a controversial goal, to say the least. That, Palinkas was covering that. The ball was rolling out of play, and Foley pulled him back. And it's a red card for Murray Jones. Well, this is going from bad to worse. And, well, FC United trail by three goals to nil. There's no doubt in my mind at all that Palinkas was fouled in the build-up. It was so blatant. And then FC United were on the back foot and eventually it goes in. Murray Jones has been given a red card. It must be dissent. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, he clearly had Palinkas by the hips and pulled him back. Palinkas was trying to shepherd the ball out. Foley had already made his run yeah. to stop the ball from going out. Yeah. He got his foot on it. Palinkas yeah. was then moving away from the byline with the ball. Yeah. And he pulled him back. He pulled him back. He allowed the ball to be crossed in to the box. The first shot was blocked. The second one went in. Willen is a sub-goalie, so all is not lost. But well, Neil's calling the players over. Uh, DJ Willen will be coming on as a substitute. Just a reminder, George Murray-Jones has been sent off. We assume for descent. It was a straight red. Um, and just to rub salt into the wounds, we'll get a fine now for this. Well, this is... Um, Neil's having a chat with the players. I mean, I, I reckon Neil's message at half-time will be, keep your heads. It's going to be very tricky to do that after that third goal, Paul. Well, the referee wants the game to restart. Neil Reynolds is saying, I want a word with my players first. And we're going to have to make a substitution before the restart, because otherwise we haven't got a goalkeeper. Ennis, into Griffiths. FC down to 10 men. Here's Swales. Swales turns. Nice turn there by Swales. Opens up for Swales. He goes for goal. What a shot from Swales. However, Lawson got two hands to it and pounded it over. And to be fair, that swerved in midair. He really struck that. Dowling. Dowling turns. Dowling, nice stuff from the midfielder. Pulled there. Blatantly pulled by Swales. But referee shakes his head. Play continues. And Gilboy's through on goal here. Gilboy, can he go for goal? He can. But there's Lawson making the save. And to be fair, that would have been controversial, Paul, if FC had scored there. Not the most controversial thing we've seen this afternoon, I have to add. Full time here at Craig Park. And, uh, well, what do we say, Paul, about this game of football we've just seen? FC United have lost this game by three goals to nil. 
Not the whole story, though. Um, there's been some very controversial moments, to say the least. Let's just go to the first half. FC United, 80% possession, hitting the woodwork twice, having a penalty shout denied, but going down to two penalties, which separated the two teams at half-time. Into the second half, the conversation must have been from the FC United dressing room, don't let any decisions frustrate you. Go out, play your football, see what happens. Well, I'll tell you what happens. <laughs> uh, the ball is going out of play. Foley gets his foot on it. That allows Palinkas, who's shielding the ball originally, to move away from the byline with the ball. He's pulled back by Foley, not spotted by the referee or the linesman right by the corner flag. And uh, what then happens is FC United concede the third goal and furthermore, to rub salt into the wound, go down to 10 men after Murray Jones giving a straight red card. At that point, the game's done. Not many chances at either end. It's kind of fizzled out as a spectacle. Sure, FC have been beaten 3-0, but I don't, I've got nothing after that, to be honest. I think, I did say before the game that it'll, it'll be a challenge for Murray Jones playing his first away game. He gave away a penalty. Um, he ended up being sent off, we think, for dissent. A very unhappy afternoon for him, personally. And, of course, it's got repercussions because he'll miss the next game. I just feel that with all the possession that FC had in the first hour with 11 men, they just didn't do enough with it. Yeah, I mean, And we, that, uh, ultimately, we go back to the fact that we've not got Buckley up front. And without Buckley up front or a striker up front, a la Ballardo or whoever, we don't have a cutting edge. We did create chances. A great save by Lawson. Tipped it onto the bar from a Munro strike in the first half. Bennett hit the woodwork as well. I'd be interested to see the Gilboy chance back as well. I mean, Gilboy went down in the penalty area. He's about to shoot and he, he, he goes down. Now, that could be one of two things in my mind. He's either been caught by the player or he stumbled under his own steam. The referee's given a third option. He dived. I just yeah. don't see it. Um, it also... There's, there was a couple of moments early doors as well. Challenges on Luke Griffiths over on the far side here. I think it was Woonwell who, who committed the challenge. No booking. Minute later, and you said Griffiths has been targeted yeah. here. Strangely, Reid does get a yellow card, but FC United come out of a, a scuffle with two yellow cards, yeah. one of which was Griffiths. And at that point, you're starting to feel maybe... There's a plan here. There's a plan here. <laughs> It was a bit rough and ready for Morpeth, and FC United did fall for it ever so slightly, but I have to say, the referee gave no protection for the FC players in those early stages. I mean, there's a moment down here where Palinkas is being ruffled, let's say, yeah. by Follett, and he's just, there's just nothing nothing coming from the officials. And there's a sense of injustice into half-time with the two penalties. We believe both were penalties, but we can't really comment too much because we're too far away from that penalty area. But the sense of injustice is there at half-time and the third goal is just farcical, really. I mean, it's stunning that that's been allowed to stand as a goal. We've both seen a lot of football over the years yes. and we've both seen some dodgy goals given. That was a particularly bad decision. Now, I don't, I, I don't know the referee's position on that, where he was. We know where the linesman is, though. Yeah, but somebody should have seen that and said straight away, hang on a minute. That's not a goal. Somebody should have said yeah. it. To be fair, the FC players are, are appealing and it's going on. And the commentary, um, <laughs> you, you, watch, you listen to it back, we're kind of trying to make sense of it. Because I'm like, what's going... It's, it's a foul. What, you what just are we can't doing? give it. No. And then to... I mean, even when you're 3-0 down, FC, we've seen it. 
there's a chance. But to then send off the goalkeeper, who I'm assuming has said something bad to the referee in frustration. There were, there were a number of decisions during that game <laughs> that were contentious, you might say. Not just the goal, not just the penalties. There were other decisions during the 90 minutes that you could have said, well, I don't think that's right. And I'm not being biased here. There were decisions that went our way sometimes. And just to say, it's mid-table fair this afternoon. We've come here just to watch football. I wasn't expecting drama like this, Paul, where I've come away really, like, perplexed. I've just wanted to say a good game of football. It's been ruined. The only only thing we're going away with is a fine for the number of cards. (laughs) Yeah, and we'll wait for the referee's report because the referee will have an opinion on everything that's gone on as well. I mean, Neil did get a, a booking. That was actually for... The first half, wasn't it? That was first half. Yeah, yeah, there was something that happened in the first half. I can't remember. It was probably something ridiculous. Uh, but, uh, yeah, miserable afternoon. Yeah, everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong today, I'm afraid. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to be joined uh, shortly by Neil Reynolds. And uh, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'm going to do my best to swerve him away from the referee as much as I can. Uh, 484 was the attendance. Neil, thank you for joining us. Let's get my breath back. Yeah. <laughs> what a delightful afternoon. Yeah. Uh, we all had fun. You had a nice time? Yeah, yeah. Good. Let's yeah, go yeah. on. Yeah, let's <laughs> go on, yeah. <laughs> um, right. Let's not get you into any trouble. No, I won't. Um, no, I won't. I've, I've already commented on what's happened. Um, I'm assuming you have time chat, though, with the players. will say, keep your heads. Yeah. Focus on the football. And when the third goal goes in, you call them over and we reaffirm the same message. Focus on the football as best you can. In very trying circumstances. Yeah, I did, I did. Yeah. Half of me, half went through my head, take him off the pitch and walk home. You know, yeah. and, and that's what the fans said. You, but, you, know, you made the right call. I know you can't do that. Prouder, listen, the fans first and foremost were absolutely incredible. They've seen it. 100 and plus travelled up here today. They've seen what happens, we've all seen what happens. But like I said to the lads, I don't want to say it's football because it shouldn't be football. That shouldn't be allowed to happen. But it has and we've got to dust ourselves down and... Get on the coat. You know, go and have a drink with Morpeth. This is nothing to do no, with Morpeth no. Football Club. Brilliant football club. Brilliant people. Got really well with the manager. Congratulations to them. We've just got to somehow swallow it and, and just get out of here. Just going back to that half-time message, because, I mean, the two penalties, fine. The penalty shout here for Gilboy, yeah. though. I mean, I thought to myself, there's two options there. Gilboy's either stumbled under his own feet or he's been caught because he's about to shoot. He's not dived. But he's given a yellow card for simulation and I mean, your thoughts on that? I'm always getting to know Lewis because obviously he's only been here three or four yeah. weeks but you've seen with his performance in terms of his willing running he's such an honest lad and I said to him at half time did he or didn't know he said gaff I promise you he's connected and you know I've never been, I've never dived he said if anything he said I've got to learn to be cleverer in the box he said but then I tried to shoot and, and I didn't get the decision so you know that was it was a catalogue you know and, and it is disappointing mm. you know talking to Jack Foley coming off at the end of the game and you know Jack said the whole stadium stopped on the third goal and he said J- Jack's words were I grabbed all of him in an area you shouldn't have done yeah and Jack said, yeah, and yeah. Jack said and, you know but the line didn't see it and the rest didn't see it so it's is it a catalogue of errors or, or what or is this level of football just too big and sometimes you've just got to look at that maybe um, for Murray Jones this is actually his first away game for FC United and yeah. uh, well, it's a learning curve Um there's not much we could do with an appeal about that, can we? No. He shouldn't be saying whatever he said. Or No, uh, he shouldn't, and he comes straight out and apologise, but he's here to, to learn, and I'm sure you know, his host club will, will come down on that, you know, and, and they'll ask me or us for, for our opinion. And But he, he's done it in the heat of the moment, and when we ask for calm heads, cool heads at half-time, 
Fortunately, when you cross the white line, you, you sometimes you sometimes react in a way you shouldn't do. And well, you know, I'm no angel saying it; I've done it myself. To be honest, Neil, the commentary is hilarious because we're dumbfounded at playing that. It must be so frustrating. So we'll, it, we'll let him off. I it, think. Yeah, I mean, it is frustrating, and you've all been there. And you want them not to say anything, but when you see the nature of that goal, yeah. it's hard. What do you say? Oh, well done, referee, and just give the ball back and, and I carry on. And second half, you know, I, I said to, to to our chair today, you know, I, I jumped over the fence and I went up to the stands and. I needed to take that decision because I felt I was only in trouble from the Ashton game. You've got to learn. And yeah. I thought just by taking a seat up there and breathing and just being a little bit cool and calculated, yeah. that would be a good message as well to, to the players. So sometimes it, it doesn't go uh, and, and it certainly hasn't gone for us today. Performance-wise, um, I'm trying to remember what the game was like when it was 11 v 11. I mean, I thought Guy Hall had a, a, a good game. I thought the midfield were good. I think everyone had a decent game today, really, when it was 11 v 11. We were talking in, in the sands and we've done well first half. We are being yeah. maybe as threatening as we can be in the final third, but we did hit the crossbar twice. We could have had a penalty shout, so we did OK. Second half, we're forced to keep into three or four saves, even with 10 men. So, you know, one thing that they didn't do is, is capitulate and throw the towel in, which was, which was really good. So... You know, there was some pleasing performance. I thought young Joe did well at fullback. You know, the old guy did. You know, we, I thought we were in total control of the first half. And, and sometimes you can allow one mistake and you, you try and bounce back. I think when the... I don't know, we're, we're still confused, but we need to see yeah. it. Because George is, George is confident that he's caught the ball. So the referee's told George that he's gone over the top and that's why he's given, oh, well, he's given we a penalty. Thought, we thought it was for Lafferty. The linesman has said Lafferty. Now, Lafferty said, I haven't I've collided with him. But that, so the linesman said one thing and the referee said the other. So, that, so there you go. So we're not sure. It's the goalkeeper's ball though, isn't it? Yeah, the goalkeeper kept it in his hand. So we don't know. It's, it's, it's a difficult one. but uh, no, no one's asking the player to get under the goalie. No, no one's asking mm. for the penalty either. Well, yeah, uh, sure. And, 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 and <laughs> listen, by we, we got to 32 minutes in the game and he'd already branded six yellow cards and, and I, I genuinely asked him a question. You may have heard, I said, are you going to distribute any more yellow cards? And he came over, smiled at me and gave me a yellow card. And that was kind of the, how the afternoon went. And you can't say anything. You've just no. got to try and accept it. So we accept it. Mm. We move on. Um, work it on Saturday. How do we prepare for that game? And uh, fingers crossed, the, the pitch will be a bit better. Yeah, we, we prepared like we've prepared all week, and I thought the way we started the game showed that we've had a good week yeah, in training. We, speaking to the fans, and it was it's an amazing, you know, amazing turnout today. What every one of them said, you know, well done, keep your heads up. There's nothing wrong with the performance. So we've just got to keep building. Yes, we know we've got our, you know, kind of our injuries, but next week we might have Jones back. We could have Gabidon back. So we, we prepare well this week, and you know, we'll have. Atherton against Macclesfield watched on Tuesday because that fell foul to the weather today and then we'll all train Tuesday, Thursday and get ready for, for work until Saturday but we're not where we are in the league because of today today hasn't helped us but there are signs over the last few weeks that we're making significant improvements and today we've got to take out the positives because there was a lot yeah, there was. and we've, we've got to like I said somehow sip it and swallow it and, and go and have a drink with the Morpeth players and, and officials and fans and, and then get on the coach and go home FC United manager Neil Reynolds there and as discussed next up for the Reds will be that home match this weekend against Workington admission will be pay on the gate £13 for adults £9 concessions £3 under 18s while under 5s are free with a paying adult kickoff at Broadhurst Park on Saturday will be at 3pm but for those of you unable to make the game, we will have live commentary on fc-radio.co.uk from 2.30pm. Well, that's it for this week's edition of This Club Is My Club. A big thank you to everyone involved in FC Radio and the club as a whole. Thanks for listening and from me, Cockers, see you next time. This is FCUM Radio, officially the most popular FC United radio station in the world.